been making recommendations for over 100 years. The first recommendations were actually made in 1894 by the USDA, and this was the beginning of the food guides. Food guides were to help translate nutrient intake into food choices. In 1917, it was called How to Select Foods, and it was based on five food groups. In the 1930s, due to the depression and food being scarce, the USDA made low-cost food plans. In the 1940s, with World War II, the Food and Nutrition Board was created. This board was created to advise the Army and other agencies regarding food and health. We needed a healthy fighting population. So these were the first recommendations with specific amounts of nutrients likely to be deficient. Revisions were to be made every five to 10 years, and this was basically a period of food shortage and rationing. So if you look at that poster in the upper left, that was during World War II, and we were encouraged to plant gardens to make our rations go further. At this point, we were in an eat more mentality, and this lasted up until the 60s. By this time, we had been, been made aware of nutrition and its role in chronic disease. So we should have switched from an eat more to an eat less mentality after 1960. If you look in the bottom left, it kind of talks about the, the dietary reference intakes. Uh, the purpose of these is to plan diets of healthy people. The goal is working to replace the RDAs, which are the United States Recommended Dietary Allowance, we also use the Canadian RNIs, recommended nutrient intakes. We're trying to take the best of both to create these DRIs. In the late 1990s, the Food and Nutrition Board of National Academies Institute of Medicine started to replace the RDAs with DRIs, but they did maintain the RDAs as one component. The old RDAs were meant to prevent deficiencies. At the time they were made, we were in a food shortage, we were in an eat less mentality, and we didn't want people to be deficient. Well, the new DRIs has a different goal. Not only are they to help prevent deficiencies, but more importantly, promote health and reduce incidence of chronic disease. At this point in time, we should be more concerned with chronic disease instead of deficiency. Remember, according to your text, Five out of the top 10 leading causes of death are nutrition related. In 2010, uh, heart disease, it was the number one cause of death for over 100 years. It kills one out of three Americans and over 60 million Americans suffer from some sort of cardiovascular disease. Cancer, women have a 47% lifetime chance of getting cancer. Men have a 38% lifetime chance. Diabetes, one out of 13 have it. And diabetes of those in their 30s has increased 70% in the last 10 years. It contributes to more than 40% of deaths every year in the United States. Well, what makes up these DRIs? On the top left slide, it shows four things that compose the DRIs. The first is the estimated average requirement. That's the amount that appears sufficient to maintain a specific body function in half the population. So this meets the needs of 50% of a gender and age group. If this is all we had, 50% of the population would be deficient. We have to have an EAR to make an RDA. The RDA basically starts with the EAR and raises it to meet the needs of 97 to 98% of all healthy people. 
If we don't have an EAR, we can't make an RDA. In that case, we use the adequate intake. This is based on what healthy people typically eat, so it's a range. So if this class was a population, and let's use vitamin A as an example, we would poll everybody in the class and see how much vitamin A they eat. We would also then see that everybody in this class is apparently healthy. So that we then have an upper and a lower limit. If we assume we stay within that range, we will be healthy. So we just, we, we look at a population and we find the range. Lastly, you have an upper limit or a tolerable upper limit. This is the maximum amount unlikely to pose risk of toxicity or health effect to almost all individuals in a general population. So if you consistently go above this, it will lead to toxicity. A really important concept with DRIs is this idea of a margin of safety. So if you look at the figure on the bottom right, it kind of draws that out for you. So you have the EAR, which is in the middle because it's meeting half the population's needs. If you look to the right, you have the RDA. So that's higher than the EAR because it's going to meet 97 to 98% of the needs. The upper limit is at the far right because you don't want to consistently go above that. So you can go a little bit above and below the RDA and be okay. The issue is, is if you consistently do this. You also have to realize you're not trying to meet these goals every day. You're trying to meet them every three to five days. Uh, but again, if you go below by half or over by two times for a considerable period of time, you're gonna have toxicity or deficiency. Well, what does a typical American diet really look like? It's roughly 50% carbohydrate, 15% protein, and 35% fat. If you look at the, the pie chart there, it's basically made up of 51% refined and processed foods, 42% dairy and animal foods, and only 7% fruits and vegetables. Well, is this what we really want? How does it compare to the DRIs for energy intake? There's two ways to measure energy intake. One is an EER, estimated energy requirement. And we'll do the math in class, but this is basically how many calories are needed to keep the body weight stable for your age, gender, height, weight, and physical activity level. The second way to measure is what's called an AMDR, acceptable macronutrient distribution range. You must know these numbers. Carbohydrate is 45 to 65% protein 10 to 35 percent, fat 20 to 35 percent. So ideally you're supposed to be within these ranges. Well again is this what we want? If you look at the typical American diet, 50 percent carbohydrate, 15 percent protein, 35 percent fat, it fits within the AMDRs. So if you just look at numbers it looks okay. But when you look at the pie chart it doesn't look so good. So what you need to realize is that quality is as important as quantity. Just because the percentages fit doesn't mean it's a good diet. You, you need to look inside of each of those groups and see what the quality of carbohydrate, protein, and fat is that they're eating. These figures show what the typical American is eating in one year. If you look at the figure on the left, it might be hard to see some of the numbers, but basically we're eating 600 pounds of dairy a year, 73 pounds of poultry, 110 pounds of red meat, 24 pounds of coffee. When we look at this, we have to decide, are we really eating a good diet? 
If you look at the bottom left, this diet includes 29 pounds of french fries every year, 23 pounds of pizza, 53 gallons of pop, which is a gallon a week, and on average, we're consuming a 2,700 calorie a day diet. This is still what I would call an eat more mentality. But remember, from the 1960s on, with diet related to chronic disease, we should be in an eat less mentality. Here's some specifics. For carbohydrate, we should consume at least 130 grams per day. That's the DRI. That's the minimum amount needed to produce glucose for the brain to function. It's also gonna help prevent ketosis, which we'll talk about later in class. And we have to understand that most people consume much more than 130 grams a day. If you look at fiber, men under age of 50 are to have 38 grams a day and women should have 25 grams a day. And those are numbers that you need to know. Studies show that an increased risk of heart disease occurs when diets low in fiber are consumed. If you look at the bottom right, we'll talk about sugar and we'll talk about sugar in much more detail in class but women should have no more than 100 calories a day that's six teaspoons men should have no more than 150 calories that's nine teaspoons we're getting over 22 teaspoons a day if you look at fat you have omega-3 and omega-6 and we'll talk about these again in detail later um, but omega-3s, men should have 17 grams and women should have 12 grams. Omega-6, men should have 1.6 grams per day and women 1.1 grams per day. Protein is based on your body weight and that is 0.8 grams per kilogram. Physical activity, you're supposed to balance your diet with physical activity. Now the recommendation is 60 minutes a day total of moderate intensity activity. These recommendations are meant to apply to healthy people, not people on medications or have temperature extreme issues, uh, perform long bouts of strenuous exercise like these ultra endurance athletes, um, or somebody who has a, a disease that increases nutrient intake. These are basically for healthy people. They're meant to be a diet planning tool. So they're used in school systems or military bases. Uh, Hope College has a nutritionist who plans meals um, etc. So these DRIs are meant for populations and for groups. Please write down any questions you have or anything you need clarified and we will address these at the beginning of class.